Hey, greetings, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Stare Down. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate podcast amongst friends from around the country. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. Bill Risser down in St. Petersburg, Florida, although over in Orlando on, on a, a mission uh, to talk to some sales agents and staff around the, the, the state. Todd Meininger up in Cumming, Georgia. Anthony Malafronte up in Tampa, Florida. What's up, boys? Billy, let's start with you, man. You're on the road. First time out in a couple um, months, huh? I, I, yeah, I wore long pants today for the first time since March 18th. <laughs> so that'll tell you how long it's been. Um, so it's been, uh, yeah, I'm over here in Orlando. I've got three or four appointments. I'm in the middle of a thunderstorm. The rain just started pouring down as we started talking. But quite a lightning show. It was great. Shot some video, sent it back to Cindy. She likes lightning. Um, and uh, yeah, so everything's going good. And, you know, had a nice, great weekend of golf. You know, any golf's good golf, right, Sean? Yeah. Any any day of golf is better than any – a bad day of golf is better than a good day at work, right? Okay. I'm just going to lean on that real heavy, and that's all I'm going to say. Todd? <laughs> Bill, was your – did you reacquaint yourself with your dry cleaner uh, a couple – I dropped uh, off a bag of dry cleaning today on the way to Orlando. First time I've been there in three months. That is awesome. Hey, guys, uh, not to – interrupt but breaking news mlb owners approved season camps could reopen july 1st 2020 wow. schedule did the players come, approve it to come after players sign off on safety protocols so literally just got a wow. pop-up notice so let's hope let's hope that is uh we're, we're trending to a baseball season in whatever way shape or form we can right so yeah right yeah so uh anyway got uh, back yesterday had a long Little beach weekend in Florida, celebrating um, some some milestones. Uh, and uh, what's that? What's that milestone? <laughs> uh, turned fifty on Friday, Bill. So very uh, very happy, very pleased. Had a great time, and uh, had a nice low key Father's Day. Um, we kind of uh, are going to shift the actual celebration um, to sometime this week, but. Definitely had some good conversations with the kids. Um, they were both working, so uh, we just decided <laughs> to table dinner to, to sometime this week. So looking forward to that. Um, and uh, just, just again, coming off of a nice, relaxing, awesome, threw a lot of lines in the water, didn't catch much, much uh, beach trip vacation, mini vacation. So feeling tan, rested, and ready. Well, actually feeling slightly burnt. Rested ready because I don't I don't tan very well. I'm, I'm no Mal, right? I'm no Mal. No, you're no so. Mal. You got that. You don't have that <laughs> anyway, olive skin. No, no, I'm pasty, but that's okay. Yeah, me too. Join the club, right. Sean. <laughs> Mal, how about you, bud? Oh, it was a nice weekend of golf. Uh, played Friday and Sunday. Uh, took 15 bucks from my opponent on Friday, and <sighs> Sunday I played 12 good holes. <laughs> <laughs> the remaining six and the last six i kind of threw in the uh threw in the towel but i'm living uh, vicariously through my son who mm. uh on saturday uh, at his club uh where he's the head pro had a special guest he uh caddied for tiger woods which was awesome for him Where's and today he is i'm just looking he's tied for sixth at the Yamaha Atlanta Open after the first day of golf. So fantastic. Uh, somewhere playing, in my blood, there that? still may be some golf. What's where that they, Where are they playing that? They're playing it at Echelon Golf Club in Alpharetta. 
Okay. Oh, in Georgia. Nice. Yeah, I got to think. I got to think that the uh, there's not a lot of pros. Uh, you know, your son's a younger kid with, uh, you know, his, his pride is is still uh, manageable. Uh, there's a lot of pros around the country, Anthony. Certainly at bigger clubs that would never ever consider caddying for someone. I don't care who it is, right? Not even You're probably Tiger. right. Yeah, no, I, Todd. I, I don't think even Tiger. I think I think a lot of them would not carry a bag uh, for any player. Let just oh, uh, Sean. Well, they didn't carry a didn't, bag. Right? He didn't carry the bag. Uh, Tiger showed up at the course under an assumed name from three or four days previously with his son, uh, a friend of his son's that's friend's dad and another guy. And uh, they all rode in carts and Dylan was, he, Tiger actually asked for the head pro to be there with him, to show him around the course, keep the, keep the play moving and uh, make sure everybody was going from the right tee to the next green, and, uh, right green to the next tee. And just to get a little uh, course experience, if you will, course knowledge. More, nice. of, a, more of a guide. You know? A guy, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh, you know, I, I asked him, I said, D, did you read any putts for him? He goes, Dad, he's the best putter that ever lived. <laughs> he doesn't need my help. At least the second best, third. He just, he just, he just sat quietly in the cart and tried to pull his phone out and take those little sly, uh, uh, candid uh, shots, right? You haven't met Dylan yet, Sean. You will someday, I promise you. That is so far from what he would do. Yeah. I would Dylan. do that. You would do that. Many of the many of the members did that, and a couple of the the guys who run the course, uh, uh, the head uh, superintendent was not very happy that the uh, many of them uh, uh, congregated around the pavilion uh, as they were coming on to ten t uh, taking pictures, and then again at the end, he he was disappointed that that level of members. Yeah, these wealth these wealthy dudes couldn't, you know. <laughs> yep. Let's see, Jack one, Brooks two, Tiger oh. three, right, Bill? And French three, Tiger four. Okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. That's hilarious. Let's see. Let's uh, count. Let's count how close someone is to a billion dollars. Let's start with that. How far away? Tiger's two hundred million away from a billion. In is that right? Wow, amazing. And it would, he'd be there if he didn't get divorced. <laughs> yeah. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> might, might have saved some money. But that's, that, that's cool, Anthony. And uh, I played golf on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, texted you guys. I had a great round on Friday. I played with three uh, fellow agents. Um, played at 1230, which for me, guys, you hate going, that. Yeah. going into that, it's like, oh, God, it's going to be a four-hour-plus round, 1230 on a Friday afternoon, course is full. And, uh, you know, pace of play was, was nice. Uh, Started out, you know, a couple of bogeys, but then I chipped in for a birdie on number three and uh, had a good little round. And then, and then, and then, as I texted you guys on Saturday, walked to the course excited after coming off a good round, my best round of the year on Scarlet, and just got on a double train and just you know squeaked out a 89. So I didn't break didn't break 90, but or you know didn't didn't go into the 90s, but uh, just funny game. Funny game, isn't it? It yeah. is, boy. It'll get right in your head, won't it? We, we've all, everyone who's played, including Todd, all think you figured it out. I got the secret. I'm there. So Jack Jack is the one who said this, Sean, right? He says, you only borrow the game. You never yeah. learn. Yep. You only keep it for a little while. Then it's going to go away, and you'll get it back for a little while. It's, gonna, it's just 
Well, you know, Ben Hogan's famous for talking to people about his, his famous nightmares he used to have, right? He, he, he would always, you know, say I had a nightmare last night. They said, what was it? He says, I made it 17 holes in one, then I lost my ball in 18, you know? And, uh, and he says, you'll never, you'll never play a perfect round of golf. And, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. you know, Mal, you talk about the way Dylan uh, treats this brush with celebrity. Did I ever tell you guys the story about when Charlie Sifford came and played my course? Charlie Sifford, famous black golfer, you know, yeah. back in the day, one of the first to, to compete at Augusta. He came and played at the course I worked at in Cleveland. And Judd, the number, the, you know, the, the first assistant pro, uh, played around with him. And um, our head pro said, Sean, you can go out and kind of just, you know, check on him a couple times during the round to see how they're doing. So Charlie shows up, and, you know, he's probably 70 at this time, uh, smoking on a big cigar, playing with his son and his grandson, and then Judd, right? And they come to play as, you know, and um, so I, I pop out on hole number five or so and just say, hi, you guys need anything? Well, then hole number 14 in Dark Horse, guys, it was a dog leg right. But on the tee, you have to hit to a kind of landing fairway. Then you go across a creek, the dog legs right, over the creek to the green. But from the tee to the green is a pond that the creek feeds into. So if, you, if, you, if you're feeling good and hitting a good high draw, you can go across the pond and get into that get onto that second fairway and have like a little 80 yard kind of flip wedge to the green, or you can just play it out, you know, up the normal fairway with a three wood and then hit like a five iron to the green. Right. So when you're hitting good, you just cut across the pond. Um, but the big risk is you, you, you start to right. So they get up to, to the, to the hole and um, Judd hits first and he pounds it over the pond lands about 50 yards short of the green. He says to Charlie, he says, now, Charlie, there's two ways you can play this shot. And he goes, and he just, just puts his hand up, puts a cigar down, blows it over the pond, lands it right next to Judd's ball. So his son, who's about 35, 40 years old, gets up, pulls out a driver, and he's getting ready to tee up the ball. And as Charlie Sifford pulls the cigar out of his mouth, and he goes, <clears throat> and his son looks over at him. He says, <laughs> And his, his son goes, I can get it over that, I can get over that pond. And Judd says, Charlie hadn't said a word the entire 13 holes, except for maybe good putt or nice shot or anything like that. He pulls out a cigar, looks at his son, he says, Bubba, you ain't got the shot for this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and his son went and put the three out, put the driver back in the bag, hit a little five iron down the fairway. And, and it was just the only thing he ever said the whole day was, you ain't got the shot for this. <laughs> that's, awesome. that's, that's awesome. cool that's cool anthony about that so guys let's talk let's let's start with nascar uh we just finished watching the race uh they're in talladega bill the big the big track one of the big super speedways as they call it yeah. um there was i think i heard on the at the end there five thousand fans is that right yeah yeah 500 5,000 5, 5, yep. spread yeah. out across yeah. a super speedway that holds probably eighty thousand, maybe oh, more yeah. probably 100 yeah. But, yeah. yeah, plus plus the grandstands and the infield and things like that. The backstretch um, is a mile and a half long. Yeah. So they spread out 5,000 people over a mile and a half. Yeah. So kind of cool experience. Um, let's talk the race. Ryan Blaney wins an action-filled uh, race. I mean, literally came down. Unfortunately, a, a, a green-white checker. You know, there was, a, there was an accident with six laps to go. Um, send it to caution, which allowed everybody to kind of pit, fuel up, put on wheels. Um, that really brought the pack back together. They go green, white, checker. And as, as you can imagine, Bill, at a super speedway with a lot of room on the track, a lot of width on the track, it was four wide for the last, uh, you know, 
probably at least half a lap. It was three wide for the last lap. And then it was just literally like, like in, 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 uh, in elementary school where you're running to try and finish a race and you're like throwing yourself at the finish line. <laughs> it was cars going sideways and upside down and backwards. And it was, it was, it was pretty uh, balls to the wall finish, right? It's a real typical restrictor plate race finish. You know, they, uh, there's usually an accident, you know, somewhere towards the end of the race that brings everybody back together. And, and then it's just um, like, I think that move, you know, the Blaney made taking um, uh, going down, going yeah. down low. Taking him out of the race, you know, kind of bumped him into the wall. He kind of nudged him, right? Yeah. It's all that's that's just part of racing. That's just you know, scraping paint. Uh, you're that close to the finish line. You don't want to be doing that, you know, midway through a race. But uh, yeah, it was it was a super fun finish. Those are always fun to watch. In fact, Amarola, right, uh, the kid from Tampa Bay, slides backwards across the line in third, which was third. awesome. <laughs> yeah, his his uh, his spoiler just nipped out for third. It doesn't matter what car to the what part of the car goes across the line, right? No, it no, doesn't matter. Just got to get Not it. Not when the driver goes across. It's when the... Well, they're at Talladega. Remember, there was a foot race for the win. Remember? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, um, Anthony doesn't know Talladega. Dodd, what would you, what'd you think of the, uh, what the, the race today? Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> I kind of admitted uh, early, um, God, years ago, I watched a little more NASCAR. Uh, but it's been a while. Um, now with, you know, things going on in the world, um, one of the few live sporting events uh, the last couple weeks I've kind of embraced it and, uh, and, and paying a little more attention. Um, I can't watch 500 laps or 500 miles on the couch without moving, but I like having it on. I like listening. I like the end of the stages kind of watching that. Um, just a, a, a fun, uh, finish, um, learning a lot, listening to Jeff Gordon, Larry, Larry McReynolds, Bill, I forget who does the, the play by play, but even he, uh, yeah, even he lends some good insight, right? Um, yeah. So I love, uh, love that I'm learning a new sport. Um, love that a guy who dominated, um, what, Bill, 10, 12 years ago, Jimmy Johnson was in the thick of it until his oh, old buddy, his end. old buddy Kevin Harvick got it kind of oh. rubbing his racing and uh, kind of spun him out a little bit. But Got to um, get him a win this year. Got to get him a win his final season. So well, Let me ask yeah, you a question. The, uh, the heats or the, the stages, that's yeah. – is that something they're just doing during COVID or what is no, the around maybe four or five years now? Um, they're okay. just trying to every race. I mean, they added the playoffs, right? Because you know, some, some, some racers would, with 10, 10 races to go have won the cup. The last 10 races were just races. that didn't mean anything in the overall championship. Right. So they've created a kind of a stage, almost like a FedEx cup kind of a thing for the, but for racing, you know, um, and six, normally it's 12 guys make it, but it's going to be 16 because of the shortened season. And over the last, I don't know if it's five or six races are going to be racing for the championship. You know, they, it, those, those cars, it's where they finish in relation to each other. Kind of like the crowns a champion at the end. It's really fun. So, right. you know, the last race is usually in Homestead, mm. uh, typical season. And that's where the champions crown, who knows where, I don't, I'm not sure where the last race is this year. Uh, Do you all notice, um, kind of new, they're, they're just it, more excitement, right. For the fans watching and for the racers. Did, did you all notice, and I actually love this, but Ryan Blaney was a little almost, I don't want to say sheepish, but for lack of a better word, where he's always very happy to win, but he kind of admitted in the interview, he's like, yeah. I forget who, I forget who you bumped a little, he's like, yeah. but <laughs> it was kind of a sorry, not sorry, but yeah. hey, it's, it's as you said, if it was Look, 20, la 20 laps to go, he would have, 
you know, oh, probably yeah. let him, but he's like, I, 100 yards from now, I need to win, right? So, front of him, rode him all the way down to the middle, rode him all the way back up to the top, and then finally yes. right in the wall. You're not passing me. Try. <laughs> and, and I forget who crashed, but he finished fourth or fifth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it uh, was 100 yards from the finish line. Yes, yes. Very ball. exciting finish. Yeah. We'll keep you over the line, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's funny how the, the finish comes out of a turn instead of making them go all that straight away, you know? I mean, so there's a whole lot of... It used to be in the turn, Sean. I know, but it's 200 yards farther back in the actual corner. They took it out of that corner because there were just accident after accident after accident in that corner and put yeah. the racers at jeopardy. But yeah, it's it's not a like you're talking about Indianapolis feels like it's right in the middle of the 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 long stretch, you know. But a lot of tracks have the finish coming out of a corner, you know, just as you come out. So yeah. pretty interesting. Daytona's nice. like. Yeah. Mal, your thoughts? You you, you kind of caught it at the end of your uh, you had a board meeting tonight on Zoom, but. I have a lot to learn about NASCAR. That's, um, <laughs> but you as watch we, as, as we do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm learning more every time I watch one. But uh, yeah. what struck me today was the end and, and Bubba Watson, how he handled Bubba himself. Wallace. Bubba, Wallace, Bubba yeah. Wallace. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, that was pretty impressive. I didn't see um, the tribute that they paid him at the beginning. I saw that just a highlight of it. I'm looking forward to watching the beginning part of the race later, but yeah. that was a, uh, a sea of humanity, a sea of color. It was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. um, what's striking me about NASCAR, it's a very colorful sport. <laughs> it really is. I mean, mm -hmm. there's every color in the rainbow going 200 miles an hour around a, a racetrack. And the one guy who, who had no brakes, I'm sitting here watching it on my <laughs> iPad, putting the listing in. Matt and I'm freaking out yeah, that he doesn't Kenseth. have brakes, and he seemed just to be fine with it. Anthony, they're not using brakes at all on that track. You know that. I mean, they're just, they're just pull shifting, out yeah. more pedal to the metal. Once they get it up in their, the top gear, Sean, there's no more downshifting. It's just full-on pedal to the metal the whole way around. And they might let off the gas, but they're not, they're not touching brakes at all unless they're going into pit road on that track. And, <laughs> and, Anthony, touched, and Anthony touched on the fact that we're learning – the whole fuel strategy at the end was fascinating. Oh, how well, how Joe, Joey Logano Joey Logano was holding back because he had to yep. save fuel, right? I mean, well, when they're in caution laps, it's always fun to watch them turn off the car and coast for a mile. Yeah, yeah. Turn the car back on. Yeah, they they do that it, all the time when they're it, serving under caution. Jeff Gordon's explanation of side drafting with a little uh, diagram that he had. Yeah. That, like, okay, it makes sense when you see it, and when he explained it. Honestly, just like who knew turkeys could fly, I had no idea. I did not know that a side draft was even possible. I mean, they, it, those cars, you know, the splitter is that thing in the front, Anthony, you know, that goes down yeah. to the ground. And then those side skirts that go down to the ground, how low it is. The, the, the aerodynamics of those cars just like sucks them down to the track. Mm. Um, I mean, back in the day, they've even kind of changed a little bit because they would go too fast, you know, even with those. They've, so the aerodynamics are a massive piece it's not just the horsepower but it's like a huge 35 percent of the speed of those cars comes from the aerodynamics and how they how they hug the ground and um the it's just and crazy fascinating it's, how close they were to one another rear oh, bumper yeah. to front bumper no, they're, they're they're touching they're they're bumping literally bumping and scraping and pushing each other that's called drunk app uh, uh, uh bump drafting but it, like, things like that you don't think about they're so concerned that the starting tire pressure on the right front tire is has to be 
start at 22 and the right rear has to start at 24 and the inside tires have to start at 28 and 20 whatever and you know they have all these sets of tires and then as soon as they come off the car they come over and they start scraping away and they have these gauges to see how much rubber came off the tire so they know at uh, for 37 laps, we lost this many sixteenths of an inch of rubber. I mean, everything is measured. There's everything matters. It's just yeah. super cool. I'll, I'll, I'll say this, Bill, and, and you being the NASCAR uh, guy who watches it most, um, it'll never be my favorite sport, right? I can say that now. That said, I've always respected it, but now kind of Anthony scratched at it. I'm learning more about it, which makes it even more fun. And as I say about hockey they're skating on ice soccer <laughs> they're using their feet and yeah. now with nascar these guys are going 200 miles an hour racing each other it's mind-bogglingly mind-boggling to think about and the respect you got to give these guys i mean it's, it's yeah just, think it's about this if you're little, right? in the middle lane on on on, on 75 get, yeah. and you see a car in your rearview mirror going like flying behind you and he passes you going like probably like 88 or 90 you're thinking yeah. like what an idiot you know <laughs> Double it for a NASCAR car. Um, you know, I, I, I'll point out one thing, because what made NASCAR really fun for me was being in the infield at all those races and being in the pits, because then you just get a whole new perspective, right? Sitting in the stands is one thing, it feels like. But, um, but same thing happens with golf, right? Because we all play golf in here, and some of us are much better than others that like shaping a shot. Like, say, if I want to intentionally hit a low hook, I can hit a low hook, you know, around a tree. I can do that. And some people go, you can make it go left. I go... Well, if you see me play, I hit everything right. Yeah, but if I really need to in an emergency, I can make it go left. And and I think that, um, you know, because most people think, oh, you just hit the ball, right, Sean, Anthony? They don't understand that you can make it high, low, you can do whatever you want. Same thing with fish. I'm not a fisherman. I hate fishing because of an experience. It was a trauma I had, PTSD. Well, it wasn't like Sean level, but I sat on a boat in a lake, Lake Murray in La Mesa, California, for 12 hours without a nibble. And I have not fished since. So I'm not fishing anymore. And so... But I know if you talk to a fisherman, they're going to tell me, oh, today, because of this and that, we're going to use this lure and we're going to get it down to six feet because that's where we need to be or down to nine right. feet. Or I'm going to do this with that. There's this whole science to it. The, right? that the tides, the bait, the right? Everything, yeah. yeah. Everything. It's just really cool that NASCAR has a science to it that's just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're I'm also getting to like certain guys. <laughs> and not like certain guys. And I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by that because I don't really know anything about any of them. But we all hate them. Well, but, but, but you know, Mal, it's, it's the same thing. If a NASCAR fan started watching golf and you're like, okay, that's Patrick Reed. And you're like, oh, I've heard about him. What about, and they're like, people don't like him. You know, yeah. and Bubba and, yeah. you know, and, and Ian Poulter and Colin Montgomery back in the day, right? It, yeah. there's, there's good guys, there's bad guys. There's, yeah. and, and, you know, those are great golf. Same thing in hockey, it's awesome. Brad yeah. Marchand, fuck that guy. I'm sorry. Let's, let's talk one more thing about NASCAR. Now uh, you touched on it, and it's kind of, you know, going to be the story of the week. And I think Ryan Blaney even acknowledged it in his, you know, post-race comments. Um, Bubba Wallace, um, you know, two weeks ago, NASCAR comes out as part of Bubba's urging. Uh, right. African-American racer, the only one on the, on the circuit, um, drives for um, uh, Richard Petty's team. Uh, mm -hmm. where it drives number 43 car very famous car yep. um found an, a noose in his locker or garage complex garage yeah yeah this week um nascar and, and the fbi both investigating um the situation uh mal you'll see it you'll see it and if if our listeners haven't seen it they will before the race there's kind of a very cool 
emotional thing that happened where the fellow drivers pushed Wallace's car to the front of the pack, uh, pushed it down pit row. And as the drivers were kind of pushing it and all gathered around the car, all the other teams of pit crews kind of lined up and walked. And it was literally, as you mentioned earlier, all the colors, uh, I forget Bill or Mal who said it, and you just see all the colors, like, like a parade almost. And they get to the end and, you know, Wallace was in his car as they were pushing it. And he got out and was clearly emotional. And then the King, Richard, Richard Petty comes over and gives him a hug. And uh, first track, first time he'd been at the track since the whole COVID thing. Um, it was just really kind of cool. And they all stood together and sang the national anthem. Uh, what'd you guys think of that, Bill? Oh, move, really moving. Uh, it's, uh, I, I got a little emotional myself. I thought mm -hmm. that was, uh, that was really well done. And I, especially from NASCAR, right? Because it just has a reputation. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Not, not, not so much the drivers, but the fans <clears throat> for sure. So I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I think. And I, you know, look, and there's been, um, there's been, you know, a handful of African-American drivers, you know, in NASCAR and, mm -hmm. uh, and Bubba's, you know, in there and he, you know, he's, he's got a, a real, um, great attitude about it. You saw, you saw a post-race today, but I, this whole thing, this whole, since they've come back from COVID and the whole um, situation erupted, you know, with, with George Floyd, he's been great. He's been really good. They talked to him about it. He says, this is where we're trying to be. And um, I think, I think he's a great guy, great kid. And uh, so let's get him a win. His best finish is a second. He needs to get a win this year. I loved, honest. I loved his comment. I'm not wearing a mask, but you got, the guy who did this has got to know that you're not taking the smile off my face. Yeah. There you I go. thought that was awesome. awesome. I really, it was. It did was did awesome. you notice that, you know, he went, you know, it's, it's not common that the guy who finishes 14th would get out of his car and go, you know, interact with the fans, but because of what happened and because of the, but did you notice when he went up to kind of talk to the, the kids along the, the fence, if there was 30 kids there, there was 15 that were African-American, right. um, which you just don't see in Talladega, Alabama at a race, you know, at a race. And I thought it was really kind of cool that, um, you know, and, and I guarantee you, you know, you, Bill, you, you've seen it. Uh, Al, you've been at events and Todd, you, I don't know if you've, well, yeah, you were at the Masters, but you know, you go to a PGA tour event and it's not, <laughs> it's not white as driven snow anymore. You know, there's a ton yeah. of kids of color following Tiger, which, which then they also follow other players yeah. and other players, other, other kids follow Tiger. And it's just, it's just kind of neat. So Bubba Wallace said, you know, I think there's a whole lot of people rooting for him, right? Uh, I, well, my uh, I'm one of them, by the way. Yeah, and what's not what's not to like? What I what I was impressed with was how genuine. Um, like, I think Ryan Blaney's a good friend of his, right? So it seemed very genuine. It didn't seem staged. It didn't seem like NASCAR sent the drivers a memo. I think everyone's just like, well, I mean, you can tell that they love and respect. Um, Bubba Wallace, and I think Bubba Wallace loves and respects um, kind of, kind all the brother, drivers, right? Brotherhood of the drivers, right? Yeah. Oh, what's not? What's not? It was. It seemed very genuine, not not forced. I, it was great, right? They, yeah. So. Think 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 about. They have their tips on the track, but their lives are in each other's hands. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Well timed thunderbolts. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just heard that. That was weird. By the way, they, they, they teased me with the 19 uh, having the best fuel, and then <laughs> he never got past about 22. Well, I was like, happened, right? I was like, come on, come on. Yeah, that's cool. So anyway. All right, guys. Well, let's go. Let's go to, what else happened? Let's go to South Carolina. 
And let's talk about second tournament of the revised PGA Tour, the SBC Zurich Classic. Or no, I guess it's not the Zurich. Here it's RBC Heritage. Heritage. RBC, RBC, yep. SBC. What's SBC? That's a old phone uh, company. RBC College. RBC, yes. Um, Webb Simpson. Uh, Boy. Comes on strong on Friday uh, with a second 66 or 65, I guess, goes to goes to um, 12 under and then just kind of got passed by a bunch of players on Saturday where Nick Faldo said, boy, if you don't shoot in the 60s today, you're, you know, struggling. And like um, he got passed and who was it? Terrell Hatton and Abraham Answer takes the pole position in the last group, but boy, Webb Simpson, after that long delay, just missed putt after missed putt after missed putt, and then he started making them, 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 and he, won his, he wins his seventh tournament in his career. Um, not the first time he has won on Father's Day. Remember, he won the U.S. Open out at Olympic yeah. um, in 2012, I think it was. It was, yep. Yep. Yeah. So guys, fun event. Uh, Abraham answer. Let me just throw this in before we, I got a bunch of other things to talk about, but Abraham, Abraham answer 18, Bill, 18. and now 18 and out of 18 greens and regulations <laughs> well, and Todd, but you don't I'm play just every day and it's just, you know. <laughs> he missed <laughs> seven all week long. All week. Yeah. And you know what's impressive about that? These are the, seven greens. These are, the, these are the smallest greens on tour. Yes. And, and they said a lot of guys would hit the green and roll to the fringe just because they're so small. So for him to not miss one is unbelievable, right? That is unbelievable. Yeah. Just, you know, and, and he just – he really comes up one putt short, or did Webb just come up one putt more? Yeah. I mean, he shoots 21 ball. under, which is the – which would have been the record. 22, I think. Har well, 20 was under. 20 under was the record at Harbor Town. Well, he shot uh, 22 under. Answer. He's, uh, answer shot 21, right? Oh, answer answer was shot 21. I'm sorry. Yeah, what, sure. what I'm saying is yeah. answer – uh, you know, you can say he came up a putt short, but I just think Webb just just came up a putt extra. You know, I mean, yeah, that's that's what we talked about. You know, remember the week before we had um, Marikawa misses that putt to lose. This yeah. was much better. Simpson just outplayed everybody. You know, yeah. down the stretch, and that's what you want to see in the golf tournament. You know? Birdie's thirteen. Birdie's fifteen. Birdie's sixteen. Makes the bomb on seventeen from about twenty feet, uh, and then yeah. and then you know eighteen, and once again. Not gonna. Everyone was playing on the same conditions somewhat, but starts getting dark there. You know, beautiful sunset. You saw they were walking down the fairway with Webb, and he goes, "Well, I've never seen the tide this high before." Well, because you never finish at eight o'clock at night, you know, and, <laughs> and you don't. You never play in the middle of uh, of June. You know, you're you're usually hmm. there the second week of April. I think he mentioned he'd never seen the light on the lighthouse either. That was one of the things he said. He, said he saw the light on. He goes, "Never seen that light on." That's <laughs> oh, like, it, yeah. Because you finish in the daytime, you don't turn the light on until night. <laughs> yeah, a great tournament. I mean, I, I watched all four, all, all four days. I saw some uh, guys, a couple other side notes, Daniel Berger, uh, not a bad start, huh? First and a tie for third uh, in his first two starts. And really just kind of, once again, just missed a few putts middle of the round that had they gone in, who knows? Um, how about Nick Watney testing positive? The first player on the, on the tour test positive. Did you see Sergio's comments? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he. Uh, I think there was a little. There's some lost in translation. Um, I, I think, think so. Yeah, I, it was, I think what he meant to say was 
you know, hey, he was Nick's doing all the right guy. things. Yeah. He's a good guy. Because they're friends, right? You know, they share. Yeah, no, 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 I don't think, I, don't, I didn't take it, Todd, as him. Bill, Fre- you said you didn't see it. So he said, he said it's a shame that it, it was going to happen to somebody. And it's a shame it happened to Nick Watney. There's other guys out here it could have happened to that would have been okay. You know, like. Yeah, kind of like deserve that. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because Sergio is like on a bunch of people's list to get it to become a positive. Yes. <laughs> I, I think what he kind of meant was he was doing all the right things, wearing masks, washing hands. He didn't. So there's right. other people that are probably a little more loosey goosey. Yeah, but he didn't I bring it upon himself. Yes, exactly. Gosh. And apparently, Watney called him and apologized a million times. And Sergio was like, it's okay. Like, I'm certainly not happy you have it, but it's, you didn't, you know, you didn't want to yeah. get it. Nice. But hey, uh, everything the PGA tour has been doing to, you know, protect and test. I mean, we, again, one test, right. Um, there's going to be another eventually, um, as long as everyone does what they need to do to make the spread and prevent it as little as possible. Um, I, the, the golf's been awesome. These last two turns have been awesome. I, I've loved it. So I, and I, I hope I it think, continues. You know, look, I think, I think you, you're seeing the professionalism of, of a Nick Faldo and a Ian Baker Finch to be able to, commentate from Orlando, you know, mm-hmm. from the studios of the PGA uh, tour, the golf channel, um, Dottie Pepper on the ground. And, you know, the people that have been doing the, the interviews, I thought have been great. It's just been good coverage. It really has been. And Nance sitting by himself in that tower, that's probably just a weird feeling for him to narrate, but boy, that course, when you got to see really all the course, cause unless you've played it or been there, like I've been for many, many years and play, and, and played it. Have you guys played that course, Bill or? No. Not, or, I have. Yeah, it's just, it's so tight and it's such a shot maker's course. Um, and to see guys like, like, you know, Bubba and uh, Bryson DeChambeau just pounding it down those fairways. But, you know, as, as they kept bringing up, you know, for the longest time, which seems so long ago, but Davis Love was by far the farthest guy in the, on the tour. And he's, he's won there five times. Mm-hmm. So finding ways to, to cherry pick the, the, the length when you need it, but execute the short game. And as Todd, you mentioned that, finding those short greens, making some putts. Of course, was just in fabulous condition. I mean, it looked so good. Um, how about uh, Bubba and the Crab? Did you guys see that on Saturday? <laughs> I did not. I was, I was so out. There was some interaction that was, it was, it was pretty it was, funny. It was, yeah. <laughs> What's that? I was in Cedar Key. So, so Bubba and Rory are playing in the same group. And hole number 17, Bubba's yellow ball is in the bunker. And as he's getting ready to hit it, he realizes there's something moving by his ball. So he looks down and there's a crab yeah. that burrowed into the sand between his ball and the green. So there's oh. ball, then s- crab. So he calls Rory over to say like, you know, what do I do? There's an immovable, which you can now move, you know, yeah. Stones and obstructions and stuff. So Rory goes, well, can you just like flick it out of the way? And he's like, no, cause it's moving. It's like literally alive. So Rory gets down and squats down and the cameras are all catching this, right? So they, Bubba's like, I think I should call for a ruling. And, but, and Rory's like, tell him, just move it. And so Rory's down there and he's like, oh God, it's moving. And like, you know, they start, so the, so the one judge guy comes over, not Scooter, but the other guy, you know, Mark, the guy who always is there to like yeah. to pull the things out of the hat bill. Yep. And he says, so what's the issue? And he says, well, there's a, there's a crab. And he goes, all right, so just move it. He goes, well, I, am I okay to move it? And Bubba goes, you know, we're on TV and with everything that's going on in the world, I just don't want to hit a crab because then people would call in as I was, you know, and it was so funny. Mal, you saw it, right? Like it just, just the way he was so protective of 
I just don't want to be that guy that killed a crab. Right. <laughs> I'm already not well liked. I don't want to add to the. Uh, and then the crab, the crab, the crab moved. The crab he moved. said it kind of like a ten year old. I mean, he was like he was like a he was like a little kid. Like, hey, man, I don't want to be the guy to kill the crab on TV. Come on. <laughs> it was just funny. Um, and then just just announced today, guys. Uh, PGA the PGA Championship is a go at Harding Park. Uh, they just they announced it. It will be no fans though. Wow. So the tour will go fans starting in a couple weeks at Memorial, at least as of now, there'll be fans. Right. Um, but then for uh, in San Francisco, and that was a big part of it because San Francisco is still kind of a hot spot. Um, there was a lot of talk about moving it to perhaps Valhalla in Louisville. Um, scene of Tiger Woods last PGA championship over Bob May and also possibly to Quail Hollow. Uh, but they decided to keep it in San Francisco, no fans, um, but that will be August 6th through 9th. So kind of exciting. Uh, report also that Ryder Cup's going to be pushed back to 2021. I don't know if that's official, but that was the the rumor. So okay, so yeah. unfortunately, because that also then will mess up the Presidents Cup, right? So that puts it back on the the odd even number of years that it, that it was before 9/11, right? Because that unless you just do back to back Ryder Cups 2021 and 2022, I'd be fine with that, right? So, but logistically, Bill, you could probably comment to that. It may not be, maybe easier said than done. So, yeah, we'll see. I guess it depends on the winning side, you know, because uh, right. there's, there's going to be a whole turnover of players at some point in time, right? I mean, you got a lot of young people on both sides, but you got a lot of, a lot of veterans on both sides. So, yeah. um, so they're heading up to Connecticut. Uh, they go up to Cromwell for the uh, TPC River Highlands, right? Yes, yes. Another fun course, you know, of course, at the end there where 15 is drivable. 16, that, that long par three over the water, 17, the, the great dog leg, and then 18, the whole where we've seen so much, so much action over the last few years. Obviously, Jordan chipping in over Daniel Berger, uh, you know, the famous chest bump with Greller. Uh, yeah, so then they had, then they had to 15, come up. Or no, 15 is a 296-yard par four. Yes. So they say you can write down a two to a six on that uh, hole. Yeah, because it's what you do, right? Yeah. There's a pond, and it's you know it's it's much like uh, Bill is at 17 at. Yes, he's got. Yeah. Yeah. So you could hit in the water, or you could you know, and and a lot of those guys, Todd, you know, they have to throttle down to a three wood if they want to try and get it on the green because driver they could clearly look land it on the green. Bo's hitting three wood, 320. He's going to hit like a a hybrid. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever so again that that Brief green is very is very raised up so yeah. there's drop off on all four sides if you go past the green to get it back on the green you're literally hitting uphill you ever play yeah, so now sure yeah oh yeah my brother I forgot my brother yeah. uh lives in cromwell nice right down the road and uh he used to play there quite a bit actually Back when it was the Sammy Davis Greater Hartford Open, Weathersfield Country Club. That's that was a Weathersfield, yeah. That's where my mom and dad got married, at Weathersfield Country Club. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. where Lee Trevino met his uh, his current wife. Is that right? At Weathersfield Country Weathers- Club? Weathersfield uh, Country Club, yeah. Wow. Super. That's cool. That's in, right, my, uh, that's in my uh, in-law's backyard. Nice. nice. Let's shift to MLB, Todd. You, you kind of just uh, broke the news here on the show. I hope um, I'm right, yeah. We don't have a lot of news yet because when I hit refresh on my – Sports and it still hadn't refreshed, but you, tell us what you what you saw. I, I sent you a uh, I sent you all a text. MLB unanimous, unanimously votes to proceed with 2020 season. So I don't think it's done, but I think we're we're moving ahead. I think the players have agreed on on testing protocols, and the um, 
and the owners are, are moving forward, or at least Major League Baseball is. So I don't think it's done, but today at noon, I was not confident at all that there would be a season. And oh. uh, gosh, I think we talked about it last week. If we didn't, I think there's a billion-dollar playoff um, package TV deal. So I got to think they're going to make something happen because there's, there's money out there to be made, right? So sure. let's hope. Let's hope. Keep hope alive. Let's do it. Between right. 50 and 60 games, Manfred gets to decide. But they both sides agreed to that. So somewhere between 50 and 60 games. I mean, again, we talked about asterisk. Uh, there's going to be an asterisk, but who cares? I mean, this is, oh, yeah. it's going to be shortened season, COVID-19. But man, I think I if there's that... ever a chance for a uh, small market, you know, oh. team, you know, a, a Baltimore, a Detroit. Um, is is Atlanta State. small market? Uh, Sean, uh, uh, you know what? For your no. sake, Todd, you, <laughs> what do you want me to say? Because <laughs> because they're not they're, they they got a great team, but you know what I'm saying? This is a you know you get you, you get a team like a Baltimore to yeah, you know, all you. of a sudden get hot at the right win, win the four right or five time. series, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, sweep a couple. No one's listening to me. San Diego, we heard you. Yeah, we heard you. Yeah, heard the whisper. <laughs> um, really quickly, NHL Columbus today eliminated as a potential host for the. Um, the hub for the playoffs if and when they ever do get back but Columbus that was a big thought was Columbus because of the hotels right downtown walkable to the arena uh, with two ice rinks inside Nationwide Arena uh, would be a spot where they could get you know we have four four locker rooms in the in the building two who are they, who are they, who are they going with uh, right now it sounds like it's gonna be Vegas and possibly Toronto um, I think they I think they want to keep a Canadian marketplace um, in there so uh, NBA haven't heard much about them uh, kind of a lot of stall and, and talking about that you got you got players have to make their decision by this week sometime yeah, Trevor Ariza came out and said he's not gonna he, he's not gonna come back who's uh, that Trevor Ariza uh, with the uh, Portland Portland kid, actually yep. yeah he's, got a, he's in a dispute I think I read, heard it on the way tonight he was in a dispute with his of a custody of his child and so he he's gonna spend he has an opportunity to spend a month with him, and he said, "I'd rather spend a month with my son." Yep. Play. So. Yep. Mm. Yeah. So more, more on that for sure, and then not much college football and NFL. Just all we're hearing, you know, college football, a lot of players testing positive, but once again, in a, uh, you know, not necessarily because they're back on campus, because they're hanging out with players, doing some off-season workouts and things like that. And so more, more to come, and um, still early. So let's let's pump the brakes on any any speculation on college football coming a couple months away because i know two guys on this uh podcast will be super bummed out if there's not a college football season yeah and then and then todd and i will go crazy right <laughs> <It'll> be, <laughs> well, they'll be bummed out you two will actually <laughs> exactly all right todd floor is yours it's time what is this what is this called now this um, is called either either the uh lost lyrics it's called yes lost. Yes, the the Sweet Sixteen. If we're going to do the snake draft, we, we we used to call it Mount Rushmore, but you know that was when we were electing the four best, and then we kind of changed it to just Personal. name four. Yes, and um, you know we couldn't steal and couldn't duplicate, so it's just a topic of conversation. Could be about anything, but just amongst four guys sitting around having beers or sodas uh, on a Monday night. Well, the, the, this was a struggle. I uh, I literally could not uh, could not figure out. Um, I tease y'all today, my four favorite colors, uh, my four favorite numbers, 
So I wanted something tangible. Actually, I'll give credit where credit's due. I was, uh, we were driving uh, the long, long, long drive from Melbourne Beach to, to coming Georgia. And uh, I, I threw it. Seven hours, Todd? Eight? Oh, eight and a half. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, no, I shouldn't complain. Um, it's just a long drive, right? That's all. It's just a long drive. Um, I shouldn't use the word brutal. Um, so I kind of threw it out to Jenny and I thought something and literally as I was thinking it, she, she said the exact same thing. So I'm like, all right, boom, let's do this. So little, it's going to be modified slightly, but I'm going to go with the top four slash Mount Rushmore board games. Mm. Growing up, and I'm going to include, okay. I'm going to include card games in that also. Okay. And I'm also going to include dice games if yep. you if you okay. so choose. There you so go. No uh, electronic games. No Atari. No electronic. It's <laughs> you sitting with a you know either a board game, cards, dice, something like that. Wow. Very tough. Yeah, Very tough. It. Okay. So it. the order the order goes: Todd, Sean, yep. Bill, Mal. Mal with a great topic last week on best TV characters. So right. I'm going to uh, – I have four, five, six that jump into mind, but I'm going to go with one that I think really kind of changed changed some things. Um, I don't want to say culturally. That's probably too strong. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, Trivial Pursuit. I don't know if you guys remember when that came out, oh, Trivial Pursuit. Great game. I remember being a kid, um, 15, 16 years old, in the Bahamas uh, on vacation with my parents, and it just came out. I want to say, if we did research, it just came out in like 84, 85. I'm just guessing. But, but people at the bar before dinner yes. pull, pulled out of their pants, and they had cards. Sure. And, they'd sit, and they'd sit around, and they'd, they'd ask questions. We're like, oh, my God. So, again, I just think uh, that, that, that game was kind of a game changer, and I love it. Um, didn't answer as many questions as I wanted to, but really thought it was a – it was a cool game. So I'm going to okay, go through Todd. the wedge. That damn pink wedge was hard to get. Pink wedge. That's entertainment. 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 Yeah. Orange sports. Sports. Right. Geography was brown, maybe? Geography is green or blue. Yeah. Geography is uh, blue. What was, what was brown? Uh, science was brown? Oh, science was brown. Yeah. History, history was uh, green? No, science was green. Science was green. Sounds good. Okay. Brown anyway. was. Brown might have been history. Yes. I'm sure yellow. we can Google the, the beauty of Google. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yellow was, uh, but yes. All right. I'm going to go with uh, one that uh, my parents played with me. Um, and I still credit my skill at crosswords to this game. That's Scrabble. Ah, uh, nice one. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's a great game. And, and the, the modern version on the phone, you know, words with friends, right? Yeah. So, so uh, I'll, I'll, um, Real quick, Bill, uh, Sean doing crosswords in college. I remember a German rifle is a Sten, right, Sean? <laughs> yeah, English rifle. Yes, English, English rifle. rifle. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm <laughs> sorry. What's what's why I remember that, I'll no idea why I remember it's that. It's Eagle's anyway, Nest. Harry. Harry. <laughs> That's the one that I was. Um, all right. I, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take one that's popular because I've got some in my mind. I think you'll never think of. I hope that's the strategy, right? You got to get the popular ones out now. Top draft picks. But something I played just a ton of growing up, and to this day, Cindy still plays with her sisters on Sunday afternoons, and that's Yahtzee. Wow, love it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have a pen or paper in a hotel. Isn't it amazing how these always shag out to being really good? 
It's crazy. <laughs> Yahtzee. All right, Mal. Wow. I'm going with my favorite board game growing up. Stratomatic. No. What? Stratomatic. Uh, baseball. baseball game. Oh. That's a good one. Okay. We used to play for hours. Nice. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, back to you, Todd. All right, so I had the caveat. Um, I threw in their cards and dice, so I'm going to go with um, uh, Texas Hold'em, the, <laughs> the, the poker game. Board game, but cards and dice. Texas Hold'em. Okay. Gotta write these down. All right. Um, I'm going with one that I thought was fun, strategic, but it always caused fights. Battleship. Wow, yeah. you sunk my battleship. I wanted that one too. That's good. Um, Yahtzee, Stratomatic, Hold'em. Texas Hold'em. I'll go with another game that was strategic, and uh, I'm going to go with Stratego. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you right there, Todd. You know, so. I just love, I'm just having flashbacks, right? To me, like. Stratego <laughs> was a great game. Gotta love it. All right, now look at your board. Uh, well, um, again, a game we played in college, the games would last days. Risk. Take that's over all, the world. That's one of mine. That's one of mine. I love oh, it. We used to have no, so great. much fun in yeah. college playing Risk. We'd hire guys when we'd go to uh, dinner to watch the board to make sure none of the pieces got moved. <laughs> So you laugh, but do you remember the Seinfeld reference when Kramer was playing the guy for the Ukraine um, yes. and Risk, and they're on the subway, and the, the, the board is so important, right? When he's playing with Jerry, he would bring the board to his apartment because he didn't want anyone to mess with the board. <laughs> there were trust issues with Risk, I think, right? So. Oh, hell yeah. You could cheat in a minute. The <laughs> cards, the dice, move them. Just one extra army in Kirkusk, and you could, like, take over Asia. <laughs> All right, so me, right, Sean? Um, I'm going to go with a game that was slightly on the mean-spirited side because you would just revel in the pain of others. Anyone ever play Sorry? Yes. Uh, the game oh, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my brother just One like put, put put me back, and he'd be like, "Sorry." That, ori <laughs> that originated the Sorry, not Sorry, because when you said sorry to someone you're like screw you go back to go back to <laughs> so i'm gonna go sorry man there's some almost fist fights in the mininger household over sorry all right Todd, going to going to the college game we played we had a ton of fun that's balderdash balderdash uh, wow yes that was uh that's a, that's a deep pull i like it never never played it you a word if you were the dasher you had to give the definition or you had to give a word and then you had to come up with a definition for that word and then you had to guess which one was the real the fake one or the real one i can't yes. remember yeah yes balderdash wow wow i think my i think my my uh crossword puzzle days helped with that coming up with good answers um i'm gonna i gotta take it someone's gotta take it it's just monopoly. uh <laughs> no no I'm, it's not even monopoly it's uh uh cards against humanity uh, oh my nephews are into that i've never played it my never nephews it. They, they swear by it they, they never played it 
Me neither. Uh, yeah. It might be going away because it's so politically incorrect. The PC world, yeah. 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 Um, it is so bad. And we would play it till all hours of the night at every AAR state convention. Whoever was president of AAR up in Prescott always got the big suite. And I, I still remember people just passed out drunk on this on the hide-a-bed thing that got pulled down and while well, the rest of us just continued to play until people peeled off one at a time to stumble back to their rooms. So nice. but, it's a great drinking game. Yeah. Okay. Mal, you're up. Back Yemen. Mm, that's smart. one of <laughs> Mal, you're brilliant. Oh, hey, don't, you know, don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. So I, I played briefly in my early 20s. That was a, uh, I asked for that as a birthday present. Jenny and I are going to start playing backgammon. It's inspired by COVID. Just instead of watching Netflix, we just want a game that we can play. So I'm actually going to get back into backgammon. That's great stuff, dude. Great stuff. Is it me again? It is yeah. you. Four. Jeez. Final choice. Can't name, so, your, can't name your alternate yet, right? Uh, I no honorable mentions. So I'm going to go with a game. Um, it's, it's four player. It's a card game. Uh, I'm a huge hearts guy. Anyone ever play hearts? I love hearts. God, I love hearts. I can, I can play that all day long. And the worst part is I think I'm pretty good at it, but there's times when you're playing hearts that just the cards thrown, you're screwed and you see it coming. You're like, here comes the queen, right? I'm going to, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. It is such a such a decision to shoot the moon, and all of a sudden one person can just kick in the nuts, you know, and pull out that one two of hearts. You know, you're like, ah, I had it, you know. Shooting the moon is not taking as seriously as it should be. It should be a no-brainer, but people always try to do it, you know, and they're like, right. I'll dodge two bullets. And you don't usually dodge those bullets. So yeah, hearts is awesome. Love, yeah, you gotta have that. a you gotta have a good deck and you gotta have some dumb players sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. once you see someone's doing it, then it's just like, all right, who's gonna you're gonna have to lose some points. You're gonna have to eat the queen, you're gonna uh, that's a good game. Yeah. So all right, I got three fun ones to pick between for my final one. Uh one's card game, the other two are board games, but I think I'm gonna go with this one just because of the their memories of childhood. Gonna go with Operation. Yeah, wow. on list. Wow. All two honorable mentions. Great game. Yep. Operation. I, I man, I. There's a one from my childhood that we played all the time, but I'm not gonna take it. We'll talk about it after. Um, you all played it. But I, I'm gonna go with Cribbage because that's that's a game. Cribbage board. Played for. We've played a thousand games of Cribbage if we played one. I mean, we love that. So. Couldn't even that, tell you how it's played. Yep. That was one that we considered with Backgammon to, to YouTube and learn how to play. There's a board, you you keep pegs and keep track of stuff, 121 right? 21 points wins. So every you deal with cards and there's a hand, and that hand, there's a series, two different ways to get points. You now there's the flip of the cards, and then there's the, you know, you put together these runs and think number 15 has a lot of significance and, you know, pairs and stuff. It's really fun. It's a great game to learn. I would think about doing that one, Todd, if it was you. Yeah, sure. Super, yeah. Super, and it's, it travels well. It's a little tiny board. A, deck a board of and a deck of cards. That's all you need, right? That's really easy. Yeah. All right, that's on my list. That's awesome. All right, Mal, finish up. Oh, boy. The Game of Life. 
Yeah. Life's a good game. Yeah. I used to play with my sister all the time. We played. Yeah, I used yeah. to play with my little brothers all the time. That's awesome. Good game. Life. Good, good. So recap, Trivial Pursuit, Texas Hold'em, Sorry, and Hearts for Todd. I go Scrabble, <laughs> Battleship, Balderdash, and Operation. Bill goes Yahtzee, Stratego, Cards Against Humanity, and Cribbage. And Mal goes Stratomatic, Risk, Backgammon, and Life. Let's talk honorable mentions, guys. What games were not mentioned? We didn't. So have let's talk. Let's didn't talk about the elephant in the room. Monopoly was not. Yeah. In <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure someone picked that. Right? Nobody took it. How about Take shoot and ladders? Shoots and ladders. Yep. So Candyland. I used to I used to play with my kids Candyland all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with one that we didn't talk about: um, chess or checkers, right? I mean, that's yep. pretty 101, right? Basic. Trouble with the dice and the whole. Oh, the trouble. Uh, I got I got Uno. I had trouble on my list. Uno. Uno. Battling tops. Does that one sound familiar to you? You would spin these tops. Oh yes. Out into an arena, and whichever one was still standing at the end was the winner. Yes. Hungry 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 hippos. (laughs) Mousetrap. Rock'em sock'em robots a board game. That that worked. Mm -hmm. Mousetrap was a great one, right? That was awesome. Try to build the whole thing for the, the the ball to drop through. What have we missed? There's got to be some massive. No, no one bit. No one bit on a dice game. But my my uncle, um, if, if he was still craps still with us, he, he swore by craps, man. <laughs> he said it game. was it was feast or famine. Either you were pocketing money or you'd have to run away because you just it's, you're losing it too quick. Yeah. With craps goes pitch and pennies. I mean, it's all it's all the same. Yeah. How about Chinese checkers? Did you Ooh, play that when you were a kid? Cheesy. Yeah. Cheesy is another good one. Isn't Parcheesi Chinese Checkers the same game? Remember I don't Pick think so. Pick up sticks. No? Pick up no, sticks was great. Ball and you. you Ooh, I know what it's called. I, I couldn't think of it. Remember the game Mastermind? Sure. Yeah, the, the colored pegs. You yes. had to put them in order, but then you had to guess what order they were. Oh yeah, it was kind of like oh. Battleship with colors. Yes. We were playing match game, right? With cards, lay them out. You had war with war. cards. Yeah. War was a good one. Solitaire. No one said bridge, but Joe Carney's not here. Euchre. No one said euchre. Euchre. I don't know how to play Euchre. I don't either. I played, I, I played over a weekend. Um, our, my neighbors were from Michigan. We, we put out a tent, had beers cooking out, played. Thought it was the greatest game ever. Haven't played since. It's probably five years ago. <laughs> and I ran, into, I ran into him the other day just saying hello. And I'm like, we should get together and play Euchre. She's like, yeah. I'm like, I can't remember how to. And she was, what? How did you forget? I'm like, because it's kind of weird. I think you throw away like the, the, the suits, the the yeah, the face cards are thrown away. You just play with the regular card. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. It was good, fun, though. Good topic there, Todd. Good no, day. One no one mentioned solitaire. <laughs> yeah. That's another one. Yeah, that's yeah. A game, right? That's it. Yeah, I was, uh, I was struggling, but I, I'm, I'm pleased with the result of this one. It was good. Funny yeah. story. One of, our, one of our oldest Clue. Officers. He said clue, Anthony. Yes. That's clue. amazing. I'm surprised yeah. no one brought that Colonel Mustard with the pipe in the uh, library. In the study. Yeah, in the study. Um, Bill, one of our – Back in the day when uh, online tech support was new uh, and, they, and they started putting desktops in all the branch offices, one of our offices would not call tech support. They just would not ever call in. And like every manager's meeting, they're like, and the Bexley office still has not used tech support line. We got to have these people start calling in when they need help. They just can't wait for you know, IT to get there. So <laughs> the very first time they got the call <laughs> was one of the little old agents called and says, I can't find my solitaire game on the desktop at the office because <laughs> they disabled all the games. 
<laughs> and so she finally got so mad she called tech support because she That's couldn't awesome. find solitaire that's awesome <laughs> hey sell some houses lady all right guys let's go around the horn and see what we got coming up this week mal you're back and busy what is going on down there in tampa yeah we are very busy um look at my calendar here we have uh, an inspection tomorrow uh then signing a listing uh one of those uh listings that if you follow it generationally i've been referred to this person going back probably five generations of referrals right which is kind of cool uh a, a widower her husband died about three weeks ago she has to sell her home and uh so we're gonna put her house on the market we have uh we have a couple of exciting things happening with our team we're uh, uh getting home stack uh which is, uh, uh, we're gonna have our own, we're gonna have our own home search app for my Tampa agent in the Apple store within a couple of weeks. Uh, it's gonna be pretty good. It's gonna, the team is excited about it. Uh, our friends at Fidelity National Title turned us on to it and uh, we pulled the trigger on that. So we're gonna have on board on that this week. And- uh, They built that also doing, That's awesome. Well, they're, they're gonna, they've started to build it they're gonna okay. they're gonna cool. onboard all of us whatever day it is uh, thursday and can i call give you can i give you your tagline yeah uh -oh. please the only malware you want on your phone uh, <laughs> i see what you did there it. <laughs> yes. nice, man. Well, well, it's business as usual here sean honestly you know we got to be a little careful we have a a beautiful new listing at uh on the 23rd floor of uh right, yeah. the towers of channel side um that's a, a spectacular view. So we're uh, hoping to get that under contract here in the next couple of weeks. What's the price point on that now? 850. Okay. How many, how many square feet? It's uh, 1700 square foot, three bedroom, three and a half bath. Uh, parking. It's got, yeah, this guy has got, he's, he got the primo parking spaces in the garage below the tower. Uh, uh, but it's a, uh, it's got a, at least a 70 foot wraparound deck. That sounds cheap. It is. It, if this in Pinellas County, downtown St. Pete's a million and a half dollars. What's nice. the condo fees on it? Uh, about a thousand a month. You know, can I, can I correct you, Bill? It's not cheap. It sounds no, it's, inex inexpensive. It sounds like. Oh yeah, yeah. It sounds <laughs> inexpensive. Cause affordable. I, uh, it's affordable. Affordable. Affordable, yeah. There was an agent, Anthony, in San Diego who sent me her little newsletter because I helped her with RPR. She saw one of my webinars, <laughs> so I helped her with RPR. And she's, they're listing a 1,800-square-foot townhouse in Carmel Valley, which is just north of San Diego up the I-15, for $915,000. A three-bedroom, two-bath townhouse with no, mm. no nothing. And it's more expensive mm -hmm. than ours on the yep. water in Tampa. Wow. That's just San Diego. Yes. Todd, what's going on with you down in ATL? Yeah, so uh, getting back into it. Um, you know, we've, we've talked before, before a uh, mini vacation, you spend beforehand trying to close any, uh, any open loops and you come back um, trying to get your head above water. So uh, as, as Mal said, business as usual. Um, my job is always to, uh, you know, follow up on quotes, uh, close sales, uh, consult with our distributors, um, anything I can do to help to, uh, to make the process easy. Uh, liaison to the, to the factories. I, I rep 25 lines. I don't know if, I think I, we've talked about it before. So 
I will never know uh, uh, all the details, but I can sure find out where to get the answer. So look at, looking forward to that um, for sure. Uh, we, my boss has his mid-year review coming up in a couple weeks. So as a team, we're rallying the troops and gathering as much information as we can, as we can to present well uh, to the bosses in Connecticut now um, where, where the nice. home offices are. So we're in Connecticut. And, uh, uh, New Haven, yeah. No kidding. Yes, uh, have, you heard of Sarge, have you heard of Sergeant Corbin Russwin? Uh, a couple yeah, of little, of course. You know, that's, yeah. that's two of the lines I rep. Yeah, their locks uh, found their way in Connecticut for whatever reason. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we can talk uh, offline and I can fill yeah. you in on some of the gory details. But, uh, yeah, pers- <laughs> on a personal note, just, uh, again, trying to show we talk all the time, perspective and gratitude, just trying to, uh, in this crazy world that we can fall into bear traps just trying to think of the good things and, and focus on the positives and uh be grateful and uh put things in perspective so that's that's my plan for the week so awesome what about you bill busy week of um you know mostly one-on-one appointments which i like which is great uh i am uh, meeting with a team here in orlando tomorrow and then a couple of meetings with a couple of the reps and then uh more importantly the real estate sessions tomorrow at 5.30 a.m. I have to post it early because Sean gets up early, is uh, Peter Shravamade, the uh, Director Strategic Partnerships with uh, Box Closed Farm. captioning for the episode? No closed captioning. You're gonna have to listen fast, listen hard. Uh, Peter's great. Uh, we have a lot of fun. We get to talk some sports. You'll be blown away by his favorite sports teams in the United States. That's all. Nice. Good. So, Enjoy you, that. You, you, you've got my attention, Bill. I'm oh, you should listen to this episode. <laughs> I like it a lot. Because he's, awesome. he's a really good, he's a great mate, actually. He's, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's guy. a good dude. Yeah. And so, he's just, you I'll know, like he's, he's, he's supportive of the industry and he's supportive of, of certainly the, uh, many of the Inman crew, uh, yep. you know, and, and uh, just, just loves to share and, and learn what he can to bring. Uh, and, a great you know, what, and what they're doing with Box Brian is just kind of a cool. Yeah, and a great story is his, his how he got into real estate is awesome. Uh, so those are cool. that's what I always that's what I always look for. And then um, Sean, just I think I might have previewed this with you, but I have an interview scheduled on Friday with Amy Carroll of Coldwell Banker. So, hey, good. Yeah, so it's going to be awesome. She'll be, she'll be she'll be thrilled and honored to be on the show with the, Oh, she yeah, was so excited. She, rising star. Yeah. When I told her, I you know, would you be on the show? She had this great re- emoji filled reaction, and she even said to me, she goes it's on my vision board to be on the real estate session. Wow. wow. That's pretty cool. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's good. Cool. So. Good. And then, uh, and then you're, you're back to Tampa. What day? Tomorrow night. Yeah. Okay. Tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. I'm just here. No, usually the Orlando trips are overnighters, which is nice. Just, you know, easy in and out. And then I'll, I'll be back. Now, Bill, does your hotel seem empty or is it? Um, the parking lot doesn't, there's no one in the parking lot. I'd say it's, it feels like it's 10 or 20% full. Yeah. Okay. And you know, it's, um, no contact in the lobby. There's a sneeze guard up, whatever you want to call it. Um, sure. You know, in Orange County, where I'm at, uh, masks are required when you're at any indoor uh, that, business. You wear a mask. Yeah, it came out. Yeah, the other day, like yesterday, right? Yeah. Mandatory masks in Orange County. Yeah. Any, in, any indoor facility? Any indoor facility. When you go indoors, you need to have a mask on. Now here, when I just checked into the hotel, they. They told me you're fine here. You're going to your room. I wasn't hanging out in the lobby. At the, there's really is no bar. It's, it's just, you know it's not a big Marriott. And so, they um, uh, Kevin for Father's Day I I received. It's only my son. I had three new masks. 
the Bucks, the Rays, and the Lightning. Nice. <laughs> so That's I, the new tie. I, I, I a the mask is the new Father's Day tie, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, That's Anthony, awesome. I don't have a dancing bear. Sorry. <laughs> and this day, happen, you're going to have his... You're gonna have as many masks as you do hats in, in this story. Oh, that, that could be your new thing, right? That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of masks, <laughs> right? How about you, Sean? Uh, guys? For me, I um, let's see. I got um, a closing this week. Uh, I have a first of a doing a six webinar series with a coal banker company in outside of um, Baltimore, who just you know they want to bring me that I did a I did one of my COVID ones, Bill. I did my how to keep in touch when you shouldn't be touching, and the agents loved it. So they they reached out and said, hey, what would it take to? So I, I put together a little package deal, and what I did, Bill, is I said here's the, here's the cost for six webinars, and I'll throw in before the end of the year if we can do it, I'll come visit you and do a live session for for free as part of this package. So wow. all contingent That's on. Yeah, all contingent on 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 that happening. But uh, listen, right. the next three nights um, tomorrow, my my sellers are pre-signing, and we're going to take them out for beers afterwards. Then one of my clients that bought two years ago had their first child. Um, got the call from them last two nights ago saying, just oh, starting to have conversations that maybe the place is starting to grow us, and uh, we just want to start our thought process. Nice. Um, and then uh, that usually means they buy in two months, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It means they're, they're thinking about having a second kid and their place isn't big enough. Right. So um, yeah, so um, it should, should be a fun week. And then uh, you guys got my, 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 our match play championship. Uh, I play on, on Saturday morning early. Uh, so I'm not sure how many first strokes round. I'll get or give, but first round. Uh, we got to buy the first round because okay. of the, the seedings. So yeah, my first match. So um, technically, technically the second round, but guys, good week. We, we continue with more sports and, uh, hopefully with the news we shared tonight, even more. Um, so on behalf of Todd and Mal and Bill, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to the stare down.